0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Better Events Podcast. In today's episode, we are doing a business owner roundup. We're just going to talk about stuff, stuff that's been on our minds, stuff that we hope is helpful to you, just a lot of stuff that we've been feeling and experiencing lately. So we hope that you find value to it. So let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Better Events Podcast. Join two event strategists, Logan Clements and Mary Davidson, who believe we can all create, host, and attend better events. In this podcast, you will learn about event strategy and actions that you can use today as an event host, planner, or manager. Hear directly from the people who are creating innovative and inspiring events today and tomorrow and grow your business along the way. Now, let's get started and thanks for listening to the Better Events Podcast.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Better Events Podcast. I'm your co-host, Logan Clements, and I'm joined by fellow co-host, Mary Davidson, and this week, before we jump into talking about all things that are top of mind for us right now as business owners, we're going to do a little conversation starter like we always do. And this one, Mary, it's a little silly, but what's your favorite emoji?
0: Honestly, where do I begin? I still use emojis. Which, is that cool anymore? I actually don't know, but I, um, I think it is. I use variations of, you know, the, the smiley face often. Um, my favorite is the upside down smiley face i think that one's fun to throw in there some sometimes why are you looking what at does, me like you
1: don't know because i well because i i was gonna ask you what does it mean though i feel like if you texted me an upside down smiley face i would be like well what does it mean i think i
0: like the ominous of um, like the ominous emojis i think i like that i don't know what it means it's just kind of like it's a thing. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. Now I need to go look. Like what's what are the most recent used? I know my
1: frequently used ones. I was about to say, Mary, we went, when this episode drops, we might have to put out a screenshot of some mo- most recently used emojis because listeners, this is a fun exercise, actually. I just went to be able to answer this question of what are my most frequent, because I'm basic with emojis. I love a thumbs up. Mary, you ask if they're not cool anymore. I've learned that with Gen Z, thumbs up's like a like a sarcastic yeah. Thumbs up. And I genuinely mean it as like, yeah, thumbs up. It's, I don't know, better than like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so thumbs up is popular. I love some clapping hands. Yep. Yep. I'm a big clapper. I'm realizing. And then I'm a big, whatever the like preach the like hands up. Oh, nice. Oh yeah. Okay. To me. Cause that's like a up top. Oh yeah. High five. Top. <laughs> that's how I see that one. That's and those awesome. are probably my most frequent ones.
0: Yeah, I need to. Now I'm learning. I need to explore past the um, smiley faces. Like I don't really like keep scrolling,
1: and get creative. But (laughs) you know, whatever works. There you go. Yeah, and I will. I think we've talked about this on the pod before, but I will mirror my clients' emoji use back to them. Like in Slack. uh, Slack, even an email. I'm not a big like, you know, I feel like when I was in college and I was learning about how to write a resume and everything, they were like, never use emojis, never use exclamation points. You'll be young and unprofessional. And I've learned now I will, I've embraced my exclamation points. I will definitely use exclamation points in an email because that's just my personality. Uh, But emojis, I have... I will not be the first to send the smiley face unless you and I already have, like, Mary, I'll send you a smiley face because we know each other. But for, like, a professional client I've just met, I won't do that. But if they send me a smiley face, definitely send in a smiley face back. Because I'm like, like oh, it. you unlocked a new level of, like, I'm going to do this. Because then I feel like I look like a jerk if I don't send an emoji back. Yeah. Like, then they've been fun. And then I'm like, meme. yeah. yeah. I'm like. Corporate client, no corporate. It's good to smile. And I'm like, nah. They use the emoji. I'm like, oh, I'm totally into it. And Slack's a fun one because, yeah, it's created a whole uh, new language. I feel like of shorthand for talking to people. This episode was really going to be where Mary and I are just going to share some kind of thoughts and talk through some things. Of again, these are like conversations I feel like you and I have offline, Mary. So we wanted to let our listeners in on just some things as business owners. And if you're a freelancer or even if you're not a freelancer if you're just a person i feel like these are going to apply to you you're a person um, literally if you're a person because i'm looking at some of the things i've wanted to talk to you about and i'm like first one really any person could relate to so yeah so um,
0: back to our conversation starter from a previous episode recently about do you believe in aliens this is not for them this is for the people so if you're a person <laughs> this is gonna to
1: aliens no listening you got <laughs> to turn this off this here. episode's not for you not for you yeah, I think our first one, Mary, I, I want to let you kind of bring it up.
0: The idea of well, this is this is more well, this could be for anything that's challenging in your life, but definitely like from my perspective, probably Logan from yours is like starting a business and like how you learn things. I feel like in, in this podcast, we often talk about lessons learned. We want to share lessons learned with you so that you can learn hopefully through us, um, and through experiences that we hear from other people, because you know. Lessons are learned a lot through events, and that can be hard. It's not easy to, like, learn lessons. And I feel like, for me, it's been what I call trial by fire, which is also a phrase. But, like, that's definitely what I feel like um, lately. It's been, like, one lesson learned after the other, after the other, after the other. And how do you, like, how do you keep learning? Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, how long do I have to learn these lessons? Why is it trial by fire all the time? When will it stop?
1: you know? So I don't know.
0: I don't know where I'm going with this, but it just felt like
1: trial by fire. It's a lot. I think it's something that like, this is why I said it applies to all people because you experience it as a business owner. I think it can feel more visceral because you're at times you're on an Island by yourself. And so when you're, in a trial by fire, you're experiencing a fire. It feels like you're the only person who can put it out or you're the only person that, you know, it's impacting versus if you work for maybe a larger company, you can rely on some of that infrastructure and stuff, or it's not always going to end with you. You can just send it along to the next person. But I still think like, we always talk about like, yeah, you have to learn these lessons and sometimes you have to learn them the hard way. I'd like to tell you, Mary, you don't always have to learn them the hard way <laughs> if that makes you feel better. Um, but it is, there's, there's a frustration and a beauty to it of like, you have to learn it the hard way. And then the idea would be that you don't have to do it again. And maybe it's a, a question if you're experiencing the same aspects or exact same thing is hard time and time and time again, then it's maybe realizing either, you know, your approach has to change or maybe it's just like not for you. Again, this is something that we talk about on the podcast. like I feel like I, I experience this sometimes with just client fit and finding the right people to work with. You know, it can, it can feel, it's a lot, it's really hard to onboard new clients and work with someone you've never worked with before. And that usually comes with challenges, but there's been certain things that I've learned, but like, doesn't matter how many times I do this, these certain types of roles. It's like, I just don't think that's what I want to do. It's not for me. It's not a bad role. The person, the client's not bad. The event's not bad. Whatever it is, it's like, it's not the right role for me. If those gut feelings keep going, you know, it's not for me. But I think that comes to like, we talk about post-event report too, like some of that stuff of like documenting what's happening can help you in the future for that event. But I can hear what you're saying because I I know it's also hard. Both of you and I are in like a very busy season and it can be hard to apply lessons learned to your next thing because you're already in the middle of the next thing. Like it's almost like too late for the next event. It'll be good for next year you, but like what can you do for current you is kind of it sounds like what you're asking.
0: Yeah. And it's like what you said too, because each client is different. Each event is different. And so, like, the point you made is is interesting. I'm thinking about that where it's like, yeah, it's a, lear- a lesson learned, but are you learning the same – are you having the same lesson learned experience again and again? Because if so, maybe you're not – maybe you're not learning or maybe um, – I don't know. Then I'm like, it's, like, circumstantial too, you know. It's like yeah. <laughs> one lesson learned with one event is, is reflected very different in the next event. And that's what's hard is I feel like predictability is really challenging with events. Um, I think, like, you're also saying that there are things that you can structure – um, I'm all about like the the systems and structure nowadays. I'm like, how do you do it in a way that still is personable and makes sense, but can avoid some of these things that we're talking about, these lessons learned again yeah. and again? Once again, I don't know the answer. <laughs> no, um, but
1: yeah. I mean, we had a really fun, if you haven't listened to it, uh, you should go back and listen to and hold me – honest, Mary, the episode, it was our Cascadia episode 95 where we talked about, we had interviewed people from the Cascadia conference because one of the sessions we did uh, was talking about event trends and hot and unpopular opinions. Hmm. And Mary, this is one that I feel like we got a lot of people's stories that are from a trial by fire situation because we got so many good hot takes from planners and vendors in the room. Of their personal preferences on things. And some of them were polarizing. And some of them were things people didn't agree with. But that's still okay. So, like, to your point of, you know, the trial by fire is, like, you could standardize it. That's fine. Someone else can customize it, but more freewheeling with it. Um, But just figuring out kind of, like, what works for you. I feel like for you, my my advice in this moment would just be document how you're feeling. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Would be to, like, without judgment. There's no right or wrong way to feel right now. You would just... Like take right down, jot, I'm i I'm a writer, but even like bullets of jotting down of like what's really frustrating you and what's helping you wake up every day and get excited about what you do. Mm-hmm. And just having that, that in a space when you have time to sit and like look at it a little bit farther away from it can help indicate, you know, draw some conclusions from it and help you kind of figure out future you, you know, how to, how to work through it. Cause that's what I always love. It's, I was talking to someone the other day, I was, uh, I'm doing an event that I've done before. Um, an annual event. And I was looking back at my post-event feedback report because somebody was like, oh, who got the furniture for the stage? And I was like, oh, I wish I knew. And of course, good past Logan wrote about it in my post-event feedback report. But the way I write them, listeners, is like very stream of consciousness. And you can tell it's been a rough event if I've started the post-event report <laughs> weeks before the events actually happened because I'm ready. (laughs) I need to remember what was happening. Mm -hmm. Um but it was like reading this report, I instantly like transitioned back into that past me that was like dealing (sighs) with these frustrating situations. And I could like feel my frustration at certain scenarios in this post-event report, which was really helpful. Again, I didn't word for word copy and paste and send it to, but I was able to pull snippets of like, ah, yes, that was frustrating. We shouldn't go that way. We should use a different vendor or like I could still glean things to help current me. But I will also say I didn't feel as personally probably frustrated as I did when I was writing it. I don't feel that way now, but I can read it and very quickly see where I was in my headspace of just being like, I need to get all this out on paper of all the things that happened, big and small. Um, and so that's like a helpful way. That's how I process.
0: Helpful. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. With this therapy session with Logan, therapist, Logan today. I appreciate it. No, seriously. That's, that's super helpful. So lessons learned. I'm sure there it's like, it's a continual process just in life. Right. Cause we're talking about people. Um, but I think those are some really good tips. So I hear it. I'll see what I can do.
1: <laughs> well, it's a, you know, we're always learning. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like for me, another topic that is top of mind, Mary, you talk about being busy and I feel like as a business owner, it is a great problem to have to be busy, but what I've realized is then you'll come up with unforeseen challenges of being, but that maybe you didn't have to experience when you're not as busy and you've done nothing different apart from just being busier. And for me, one of the challenges I've seen right now as a business owner is late payments. Which is something that I honestly have not had to deal with in a very long time. And not late payments in the sense of like, these people aren't gonna pay me. That's not really the concern. It's just like no complete disregard for invoice deadlines. <laughs> I, I just have some folks that have just been slow to pay. And yeah. for whatever reason, it's it's honestly been across the gamut of reasons. Someone was out of the office, somebody was over also very busy and overwhelmed, and it just kind of got lost in the shuffle. Another didn't have a very good onboarding process. And so that took way longer and they weren't good at communicating with me about it. Um, but it's been a little stressful because for me as a business owner and as a freelancer, anybody, if you work full time somewhere, if you didn't know when your your end of month paycheck was not coming at the end of the month and no one could tell you when it was coming, it can just be financially frustrating. Um, and it's yeah. hard for me because I think the money part is like the least fun part of what we do. And so I hate to be that person who's chasing someone for payments. I have late, con- late, late, clauses in my contract. And I'm currently looking at how my accounting software can start to just implement that for me, because I don't want to have some of those tough conversations with people of like, I understand things come up, but to a point, if you're now two months late with something and I had the best like wake up call, I feel like for it a couple months ago with another freelancer who was like, uh we were all getting paid separate and so they were really upset that we weren't able to like institute all of our payment our late payment guidelines but i was like oh they were all different we're all different freelancers like i probably should have come up with like a standard flat rate thing for all of us if it was late and she was like i can't tell my landlord that i'll pay them in net 30 or in net 60 like my rent is still due i was like yeah yeah your rent is still due <laughs> And like, you still have to pay these things. So it's just been a little frustrating, especially when I know some of these are not from like my small clients or like my, my companies that are only one to five, 10 people big, I know are smaller and have a tougher time. Like I give them a lot of grace, but I'm having this happen with like some of my bigger ones, which is just, it's frustrating. I had to vent yeah, about it. No, nothing's perfect. It's
0: frustrating for a lot of reasons for sure. Yeah. That's interesting too. Like, and, and good on you for trying to figure out how to make it an automated process with your accounting software, because I would be, I don't, I would be too, <laughs> I don't like confrontation. That would be challenging. So yeah. yeah.
1: I well, and that's that. the hard part is like, I have, I have to look, I just, it's on my to-do list to look into it, but I'm just trying to think of a way that's better than, um, because the, the push, the lateness I'm getting is also with the clients that that have an accounting department are more hands-off. So mm-hmm. they're not emotional about it. It's not me chasing the right. person that I know and I'm working with. It's like the emotionless that I'm like, I have a contract with you. We signed something. I sent you an invoice that was net. I, my terms are usually like t- net 15, two weeks after the event. And the argument I will always make listeners is I can't unwork an event for you. I can't go back in time and stop doing all that event stuff I did for you. So I always ask for my standard is like 50% up front, 50% after the event. Um, and so the frustrating part is like services have been rendered, but, <laughs> services have been
0: rendered, yes.
1: but the the payment has not been received. And so I, that's why my solution with the accounting software was I thought it could match some of that, but I would, to your point, Mary, I'd have to like note to like undo it for clients that I knew had either let me know ahead of time or something, but I'm like, I'm flexible and I could change my invoice deadlines. If you let me know it's coming late, the the frustration I'm having is they're not telling me it's late and then it's late and it's late by several weeks, Mm -hmm. which is just hard as like a business owner and a person trying to just like plan for your own finances to -hmm. be put in a strap situation that you shouldn't be in because you've been working a bunch and you're just not getting paid for it. Yeah, for sure. Well, crack down on those
0: deadlines, Logan.
1: (laughs) Like you said, I don't love the confrontation with you either. It's always a, it's a rough one. That is hard, yeah.
0: You know what? Well, we live and we learn, so you can do it. I like your system you're trying to put in place. Um, and then something else I know that we wanted to to chat about today is repeat versus new work.
1: It's always fun to work with new people and to bring on new clients, but it's also really there's a there's a nice cadence you can get with working with folks that you've worked with before. I don't really know if there's a point there. It's more just as like a business owner. It's just that interesting push pull where like you want to go after the new shiny big or just new shiny thing. But also going into it, you got to know it's got to be like you got to figure out your communication style. You got to figure out all these things. Um, Back to like our topic about, you know, the client experience, uh, our episode on that. Like, versus the 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 you already did this with them once you're going to do it again yep everything's going to be pretty similar we're just going to insert a couple new speakers or a couple new elements but it's going to be the same thing and like just that that push and pull i feel like as a business i haven't figured out what that balance looks like um because we talk about our time it's like it's just finite there's only so much time we can put into things and so wanting to make sure that we're not overextended um but also wanting to say yes to the new challenges. So I don't feel like I have a point here. I just more wanted to throw this up there just to hear, I guess, how you how do you evaluate like when you're taking on repeat versus new work?
0: Um, this is something that I, I'm, I'm like finally having the pleasure, I guess, of repeat work. Going into the um, second year, I'll be at three years in like July, which feels crazy. Um, it's, I'm, yeah. Anyway, the cadence is I'm finally being able to get repeat work because, we're like, you know, we go um, through a year and this is the first year where I can have repeat work. So uh, it's, I don't know, it's something that I'm still learning. I hear what you're saying for sure. Um, I think that no year is the same. I think that people will say it's the same <laughs> and it's just not the same. Um, I have been surprised though with the repeat clients on like how my contracts have changed. Uh, and, and I think it's a good thing because, you know, you have one year to figure out how you work together. And then by the next time um, I've noticed they'll want to, you know, like add something in or maybe they take something out because we realized we didn't really like need it or something like that. But it just feels like more of a accurate scope of work come the second time around. Um but I think it's also important to, you know, really, really keep the, the expectations clear because here's the thing is, and this is what we're talking about. We've learned lots of lessons. We keep changing um, for the better, hopefully, right? Um, And improving our processes. So when you have repeat clients, it's sort of a challenge is like, well, last time it was like this, but now this is our new expectation, you know? Like before you could walk all over me, but now you can only talk to me on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. So it's like draw those boundaries, Mary. <laughs> but but I'm not that's that's what's hard to do. That's what I just yeah. what I just said is maybe what I aspire for in a nicer tone, but I <laughs> but it's actually hard to do. So I don't know. I also don't feel like I have a point, but I hear what you're saying with this general topic for sure.
1: Yeah, and I think it's I don't know, it's it's such a hard a hard one. Cause yeah, you're right. Like we're always changing and we are evolving. And I, this is also top of mind for me. Cause I've just been, I feel like with instituting doing my own retreats and things, I've tried to be more reflective these last two years in business than I probably was in my first three, four, or at least more structured with that reflection in terms of really thinking through what events, you know, I definitely want to do again or what new events I want to go after, or like what certain ones I want to go af- out there and put myself out there for versus have come to me. Mm-hmm. And I've just had the realization there's been a couple projects that I've realized like past me would have loved. Like Ooh. years ago me would have loved. And current me is like it's it's just not the right fit. And that has been an interesting realization. Yeah. A- and like and and hand figuring out how to handle that because again it's nothing and there's not anything I can point to of like again, no one's a bad person in this scenario. It's just a realization that I'm like, if there was a younger, if younger me was out there, she would have loved this. But current me, like it's, it's not what I'm excited about. And it's like figuring. And because of we talk, I feel like some of what we're talking is a little connected, but like that trial by fire and figuring out what I like and what I really enjoy and can't, you know, wait to keep doing, um, how that's gotten a little bit more nailed down.
0: But it's so hard to like. If I was listening to this, and even na- well, even now I like naturally go this route. Is like, but if I don't do this, they're not gonna want to work with me. Like, type of of mindset, which maybe is that scarcity scarcity mindset. But like, um, it's challenging because then then you hear people, and we've said it. I think maybe I even said it in this episode. It's like if that's not if if they don't fit what what you're um you know looking for or what you're pushing out then maybe the, that they're not the right fit for you but in my mind that's hard for me like i want to be the right fit for everybody like and yeah so i that that is hard like i'm like we we give this advice but acknowledge too that it's actually really challenging to i for me to like stomach it still i'm like but i want to be yeah i want to be the right fit for everyone and um i don't know you know what i'm
1: saying it's, yeah, it's actually, I mean you yeah. want to be. I mean I I have yeah. convers- I mean I just also remember I mean when I first started my business I remember being like what do you mean ideal client? Everyone's my ideal client. I'm everyone's ideal, you know, event manager, event planner, whatever I was calling myself when I started. And I I think I'm just starting to realize more. Again, it's like it's not it's not that I couldn't do the job. It's just more of like what brings me personal fulfillment. And I think to your point that Mar- like Mary you're saying like scarcity mindset. I mean, I have And I've shown this in other episodes, but I printed it out. I put it on my, on my desk. that says there will always be another gig, another event. And that's just something I have to like remind myself both when you're in a tough one that you're like, oh, there'll be another one. You know, it'll have its own challenges or things like that. But I think also to remind myself that saying yes to, and another, another quote I always have somewhere else now, I think I have it up on my whiteboard right now, is that it's a yes to something is a no to something else. So that if I say yes to an event for June 15th to 20th. I can't say yes to another event that's also June 15th to 20th. And while that first opportunity, you know, got to me first and yes, I'm available. And like, there's always going to be a part of me that's like, if I'm available, I should say yes. I think I'm taking more, I'm trying. And my like word of the year was being to cultivate. I'm trying to last year it was intention was my word of the year. And I think I'm cultivates kind of building on that is I'm trying to cultivate more of a year and a client base that, fits current twenty twenty three me and what I need. And it's just been been very interesting. Cause again, I'm with you, Mayor, that I want to say yes to everything. But I also I realize think- that like that hurts me at the time at times because it's yeah. not really what I want to do.
0: But the thought of there will always be another event, everyone says this, but in the back of my mind I'm like, but will there? You know? Like
1: <laughs> Am I alone but in That's thinking? the mindset. No, like, no. There's And there's allowed to be fear with it. It's not a fearless, you know, assumption. You're totally right. Will there always be? There won't be. We experienced it in 2020, COVID. Everything got canceled.
0: Yeah.
1: Everybody's finances went bottom up for in the event industry. Like there was literally, there was not another event. There was not another gig for a couple months until people figured out virtual. Um, but I like to think, I think for me, it's more like there always will be another event because they're true. It's that, again, it's the abundant, you you talked about this, the abundance mindset. Yeah. Like it just is like, there always will be another one. There always will be. Um, and that's, again, it's on my desk. Cause I need that as a reminder listeners. I do not live and breathe this all the time. It's there to remind me when I do that because it's more, this has come from like reflecting on frustrating situations and events. And a lot of it's being like, I said yes to an event I could do and I rocked it. But like, personally, was it the most fun for me? Maybe not versus and that's the difference between the other events that I come off and I'm like I'm tired but wow that was you know we were humming we were grooving I was doing what I'm pretty sure I was meant to be doing
0: yeah that's super interesting I think because also like there will always be another event because you have the power to get something else like you are a capable human being who's really talented and so if yeah, you, you say no to that gig because you just feel like it isn't going to be a good fit. You kids go sell yourself to someone else. You could go tell your resources. Oh, I am free June 15th to the 20th. Like, let me know if you need anything. Like yeah. I do think get, yeah, and that's what we talked about. That's why like your relationships are so important is because that's when you can go turn to your network. If worse comes to worse and you truly need something and you do not have it, you can get it. And I think that that's, actually really interesting. And I think, I think motivating to, to think about. I mean, it is.
1: And well, and I, I, my example that I always will have in my head is I had a vacation plan two years ago in December and I was taking a week and a half off or two weeks off. Yes. I was taking two weeks off and I had put it on calendar. I was really, you know, setting the boundary with everyone. I was like, I'm offline. I'm offline. I said no to two gigs that would have overlapped with the start of this vacation. I said, no. The third person to ask me was a dream event for a client I love. And I went to my partner and was like, I kind of really want to say yes to this because this is like, I've been wanting to do this for so long. Can we shift our flights? It'll delay our trip a couple of days. We'll still be offline. We'll still be on vacation for a week and a half. And we ended up making it work. And I got to say yes to that person. And I like had to sit there and realize that like, if I didn't have that time off scheduled, I would have said yes to the first person who asked me for those dates. I would have, because I would have kind of that scarcity mindset of it all, Mary, of like, I would have been like, any business is good business. It's up before the holidays. This is a busy time. Like, I should just say yes. And the only reason I got to say yes to the to the dream project was because I had to say no to the first two. Dang. Yeah. And if you say no to all of them, like, obviously, yeah, you're not going to get any business if you just say no to <laughs> everything. You can't wait around for it. But, like, just, just – no, <laughs> like sometimes a no to something is going to be a yes to a future thing. Or you saying yes to that gig right now is unfortunately when your friend calls you and you know that they three weeks in advance, like I need help. And I've been that friend calling my event friends and I have to get a nice no from them because they're already booked. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's a tough one, but at the same time, you know, you're 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 saying yes to something and it's a no to something else. I'm motivated. What about you? <laughs> Oh, I'm feeling good. This is like, it's like a cathartic, yeah. this was a cathartic episode. I feel like, again, just to give our listeners a window into some of what we're thinking about as business owners. I think it provides, yeah. I feel like there's a little bit of vulnerability here in this episode that like, we trust you, our Better Events community. <laughs> you know, it's not always shiny rainbows and Instagram posts of how it's going. Um, and both Mary and I are getting really busy, which is a great problem to have. But I think with it, like we talked about today, unlocks some new challenges and Trial by fire lessons learned, as you said. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Awesome.
0: Well, that then brings us to the end of our episode where we talked about all this small business
1: owner stuff. So, Logan, you have our bonus tip for today. Yeah. So my bonus tip this week is going to be a little themed around being a business owner is uh, to have CEO days. This is in line with, I mentioned a couple of times this episode, my retreat that I do at the end of the year. And I try to do it now six months in. But I have been instituting now a CEO day at the end of every month. So I try to, and every month I do it, I book the next month on my calendar. And it has been anywhere from a full day to when I got really busy, I honestly could only do two hours where I'm going to do no client work and I'm sitting there and I'm just thinking about my business. And I'm thinking about the work I just did or the work I'm going to be doing or the processes I want to change. And it's just been really helpful. I like to journal Um, or it's a time to, I've been meaning to make a new template for something like I can do that with that time. And it's been really helpful to have a more frequent check-in with myself. And I did this because I had these great annual retreats and now every six months, just to have some me time for my business. And uh, I would highly encourage you to do this. You can have a CEO day as a full-time employee as well. It, It will still benefit you just to spend some time away from the doing of the work, and reflecting on like why you do it or what you would change about it by taking like a step back. So schedule yourself a CEO day.
0: Great bonus tip. That's something that's been on my mind. So you prompted me to do it. So thank you so much for that bonus tip today. And then that brings us to the end of our episode. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Better Events Podcast and listening to all of the stuff that we talked about today. If you'd like to follow us and listen to our, find us other places, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at better events pod. You can email us at better events pod at gmail.com. You can check out our website at better events pod.com. You can also connect with Logan and I directly on LinkedIn. We're all around. So we're happy to hear from you. Please reach out and we will see you again next Wednesday.